You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. On today's show, we'll talk all things Tennessee with Locked On Vols host Eric Kane. We'll get his thoughts on Josh Heupel's open scrimmage this past weekend, as well as a monster baseball series this weekend as the Vols host Vanderbilt. A lot of SEC basketball players on the move, including a big one going to Auburn. We'll update you on the latest big news across the conference. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked On SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start at Auburn as Walker Kessler, big five-star big man in the 2020 recruiting cycle. He committed to North Carolina, though Auburn was heavily involved until the very end. As a freshman last year, Kessler played 29 games for the North Carolina Tar Heels, averaging four and a half points over three rebounds per game. But he entered the transfer portal this offseason, and yesterday he made his decision he is heading to Auburn. Kessler is a huge addition to Bruce Pearl's squad for next season. Let's see what kind of role he can carve out for himself with a team that likes to launch three-pointers. But that is a monster get. And if you're an Auburn basketball fan, you love that Walker Kessler will be suiting up for the Tigers. Over at LSU, they're getting a familiar face from the SEC. If you missed last week, former Missouri guard Xavier Pinson announced he was down to four schools after making the decision to transfer out of Columbia. Arkansas, Auburn, Georgia were among the schools who made the final list for him, but despite those being listed as his finalist, Xavier Pinson announced yesterday he's going to LSU. Pinson started all 26 games he appeared in for Mizzou last year, averaging almost 14 points a game, three assists, two and a half rebounds. Played a total of three seasons for Missouri after signing out of Chicago, but he will finish his career over at LSU playing for Will Wade. Just a day after the Georgia Bulldogs and Tom Crane announced a or landed a commitment from Jalen Ingram out of FAU, the Dogs picked up Jabril Abdur-Rahim out of Virginia, as well as Noah Bauman transferring in from Southern Cal. Bauman started his career at San Jose State before transferring to USC last season. Now he will head to Athens for this upcoming season, Bauman appeared in 31 games for the Trojans, making one start. He averaged three and a half points in 11 minutes per night. So Tom Crane trying to get some transfers in there. Over on uh, at Vanderbilt on Monday, the Commodores brought in a key transfer from Minnesota and a big man named Liam, Liam Robbins. Robbins played at Drake for the first two years of his career before transferring to Minnesota last year. He played in 23 games, started all of them, averaged 11.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, 2.5 blocks. So that's a big get for Vanderbilt in Liam Robbins. Over at Florida, Mike White, they just landed another transfer commitment. This time, it's former Charleston Southern standout, Flandris Fleming. He committed to Florida yesterday, averaged over 20 points and 7 rebounds a game last year at Charleston Southern. He was the big conference uh, defensive player of the year. 
Big South Conference, rather, is the fourth transfer to land in Gainesville this offseason. So you start with Penn State guard Myron Jones, former Missouri-Kansas City guard Brandon McKissick, and former Boston College forward C.J. Felder. All those guys joining Flanders Fleming over with the Gators. Going to be a whole new look across the SEC next year. Over at Texas A&M, sophomore forward Jonathan Aku will reportedly enter his name in the transfer portal to, to explore other options. He player in, appeared in 18 games for the Aggies last season, making 10 starts. And despite signing with Alabama back in November, it does not look like Langston Wilson will be signing or suiting up for the Tide. On Monday, the JUCO signee asked Alabama to release him from his national letter of intent to reopen his recruitment. His six foot nine, two hundred pound forward was ranked the number two JUCO prospect in the country uh, in the 2021-24/7 sports recruiting cycle. Alabama currently has the SEC's number one recruiting class and top three class nationally after signing five-star guard J.D. Davison, four-star Georgia forward Jason Holt, uh, and now Wilson. And Alabama also holds a commitment from four-star center Charles Pediaco and landed commitments from Furman transfer Noah Gurley and Texas Tech transfer Damari Bennett, Burnett rather. Uh, over at Tennessee, Rick Barnes has already hired former Austin P assistant coach Rod Clark to join his staff, and now they've added another in Marquette associate head coach Justin Ganey. Remember, they lost Kim English just a couple weeks ago, so rebuilding the staff there in Tennessee. That's the latest on all your basketball moves, but every day it feels like we're updating, man, more transfers coming into new SEC schools. We'll keep you posted on the latest, but SEC hoops going to look completely different next season with new faces everywhere. In college baseball news or SEC baseball news, the new top 25 from Baseball America was just released, and the Arkansas Razorbacks, number one in their poll. This comes a week after Arkansas won their weekend series against Ole Miss. Mississippi State, they went undefeated last week, which has the Bulldogs climbing up to the number three spot in the polls. Tennessee jumps up a few spots. They are now a top five team at number five. Vanderbilt dropped down to number six after going two and two last week. South Carolina, they remain in the top 10 with Florida at number 19, Ole Miss at number nine. So uh, that rounds out the new SEC teams in the poll, but it's just crazy how top-heavy it's been. Literally, it feels like a different SEC team every couple of weeks just trading out that number one or number two or number three spot. In uh, college football news, Missouri, their depth at linebacker taking a little bit of a hit. Senior Jamal Brooks has announced he plans to leave the program via transfer. He is set to graduate from Missouri this summer. Jamal Brooks was listed as a backup linebacker by the end of Missouri's football season last year. While he didn't garner many starts during his time at Columbia, he did start two games back in 2019, played over 40 games in his time in Como. The NFL, Joe Burrow, is getting some help in Cincinnati, and it's coming in the form of one of his former LSU teammates after being released by the Washington football team last week. The Bengals have claimed tight end Thaddeus Moss off of waivers. During LSU's historic run for the 2019 national title, Burrow and Moss connected on 47 passes for 570 yards and four touchdowns. The big question now is, in two weeks with the number five pick, do the Bengals draft Jamar Chase too? get the whole band back together and get Joe Burrow some familiar weapons? Over at ESPN, this is pretty cool. They have uh, stepped up their coverage of the NFL draft. 
the past few years using some of the college game day crew, including Kirk Herbstreet. Now, ESPN has made the decision to increase Herbstreet's role within the company's draft coverage. As the analyst is set to be featured in a new series called QB21 with Kirk Herbstreet. The show will run for seven episodes and feature Kirk Herbstreet interviewing the likes of Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Trevor Lawrence, among others, but uh, that'll be really cool. If you remember, John Gruden used to do the cube quarterback camp with those guys. Sounds like a similar thing, but this will be with Kirk Herbstreet. And lastly, over on the campus of Alabama, they have a big elephant. We told you about this a few weeks ago, but Tuska, large elephant statue coming over from the North River Yacht Club. It is now stationed outside of Bryant-Denny Stadium. Cost the school $415,000 to move it. But uh, big elephant outside Bryant-Denny Stadium now if you want to go take a picture of it if you're an Alabama fan. That's going to do it for this edition of Around the Conference. When we return, we're going to talk all things Tennessee Volunteers with our buddy Eric Kane, host of Locked on Vols. Stay with us. Rock Auto is the place that you guys need to go to make sure your car is performing well and ready to go. Look, the summer is almost upon us. A lot of you guys will be hitting the road for some summer road trips and all that. You want to make sure everything is up on your vehicle. Might just be something small you need to replace. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that tail lamp went out in the back or, you know, fog lights or, you know, even just the mirror has been hanging. I need to get some glue to put that back up. Whatever it is, you can get all the parts you need for your car at rockauto.com. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. And the best way, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. They got a unique catalog, very easy to navigate. Put in your make, your model, your gear, boom, there's your car. There's all the parts you need. Tell them what you need, and it's right there. All the specifications and prices you prefer. And the best of all, those prices at rockauto.com, always reliable low, and the same for you and me or the pros. Why would you spend twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Quick reminder, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates us on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Roll along here, Locked On SEC, and we've been recapping a lot of what's going on across the conference as many many of the uh, SEC teams going through their spring practices, wrapping up here in the next two weeks, commencing with uh, spring games, and a couple teams had open practices this past weekend where they allowed the fans, general public, to come in and watch the scrimmages slash practices and one of those teams the Tennessee Volunteers they did that this past weekend in Knoxville and joining us now to talk all things Tennessee is host on uh host of Locked On Vols our buddy Eric Kane he joins us now Eric what's going on man Hey man doing well yeah it was, it was exciting to be out there Saturday to watch uh, more than just a couple of minutes of practice we got 2 hours for it so that was a lot of fun <laughs> What what was it like cuz I saw a lot of pictures of a lot of fans rolled in there I even saw some girls walking in in pink cowboy hats somebody said oh it might be a <laughs> uh, a bachelorette party or something but it just seemed like fans were just generally excited to be back in Neyland and and back being able to see their football team 
Yeah, I'm not really sure what the group of girls in the pink cowboy hat, they were sitting right down in front of me a couple of rows. So I'm not really sure what was going on there. But it was good to be back inside Neyland. I mean, I think the administration did a great job. I think they used this as kind of a test run for the orange and white game, which was two weeks to that date, the 24th of, uh, of uh, April. I always want to say August of April. And, uh, you know, they spaced us out and everything. There was a row in between each each uh, you know sets of people and whatnot. And so did a good job. There was probably about 1,500 fans inside there all told. And uh, just good to see some Tennessee football. But it, it was nice to be out there and actually watch practice. There was there was no gimmicks. There was nobody with a microphone. There was nobody on the PA. Uh, we sat in there, literally watched practice. They ran out. They stretched. They turned the music on. They practiced for two hours, and they went inside. And, uh I think it was important for Josh Heupel and staff just to just to get out there and, and, and you know be in front of the fans. They, the fans have never seen this staff coach. The fans have never seen a lot of these new players and just kind of give them a little glimpse of what's been going on all spring practice and, of course, what's to come next fall. Well, it's amazing when I look back to, you know, even just looking at the stats from last year and there's so many names that are gone now. Um, how different is this team going to look this year? Obviously, new coaching staff, new everything, but – you know, a lot of new faces going to be on the team as well. Yeah, all four linebackers that started, um, you know, the majority of the season last year are all gone, two of which one was dismissed from the team midway through last year in Kevon Bennett. The other, DeAndre Johnson, take advantage of that extra year of eligibility. He's going to uh, Miami. You've got uh, the two other linebackers, Henry Toltwell, of course. Everyone knows him. And Colbert's Crouch, they are still in the transfer portal and likely not going to be returning to Knoxville. And so, a lot of youth, a lot, and, and you know the guys that have been on the roster that have played linebacker. Two of them are hurt; they're out for spring right now. So the linebacker position is critical right now. You've got a couple of upperclassmen that haven't played a whole lot, but are, are they kind of leading the charge right now? You've got one freshman from last year who now will be a, tr- a rising sophomore, and Morgan Joseph, who has played a little edge in his time, played a little inside linebacker, but mostly he was a special teams guy last year. He's getting a whole lot of reps right now. So defensively, the linebacker is completely critical right now. There's a whole lot of uh, question marks there, but I think it'll get better when they start getting some players back. But you know, overall, you know, the, Guanya Morris has gone to gone to Oklahoma. Uh, Key Lawrence, a defensive back, has gone to Oklahoma. Eric Gray, running back, has gone to Oklahoma. There again, Ty Chandler is now in North Carolina. You're right. There's a lot of players who played a lot of significant football for Tennessee that are no longer on the team right now. So you're going to see some some different players in different spots. I think that, you know, as far as running back, there's a whole new group in there. But Jabari Small, a guy that was a freshman last year, they got a little bit of playing time. He's kind of leading that way. You've got Tyon Evans, who was the number one overall JUCO player and the number one running back JUCO in the, in the country last year. He's going to play a big role in this team. And you still have a lot of veterans returning on the offensive line. Yeah, you said goodbye to Trey Smith. You said goodbye to Brandon Kennedy and a couple others. But you also bring back Cade Mays, which is which is a big guy to bring back. You bring back uh, some other guys like K-Ron Calvert and, and Darnell Wright. And so, uh, yeah, you said goodbye to a lot, but you still feel good about at least numbers-wise and experience-wise at a couple other positions like the secondary and the defensive line as well. Well, let's talk about the, the position that is going to have everybody's attention. What did you see out of the quarterbacks? Look, obviously you bring in a Josh Heupel. That position has got to get better, and – no offense to Jared Garantano or the guys who have been there the last couple of years, but the quarterback play has not been great and uh, or, or inconsistent, put, to put it mildly. mildly. Uh, what are we seeing out of the new guys? I know Hendon Hooker is the transfer from Virginia Tech that a lot of people are keeping an eye on, as well as uh, Harrison Bailey, the, the 
guy that everybody was excited about last year as a freshman. Yeah, you've got to fix quarterback. That is number one priority for Josh Heupel, and honestly, not a, not a better guy for the job. And to do that, you see what he did as a player. You see who he's coached and developed uh, during his coaching tenure at the quarterback position. And the quarterback's coach, Joey Halsey, has been with Heupel uh, as either a player or a coach under Heupel for 13 years now. And so fixing quarterback is number one. Haven't had a competent quarterback play consistently since Josh Dobbs left the program in 2016. Hidden hooker, yeah, none of these quarterbacks on Saturday, as far as the open practice, really blew me away. I mean, they were okay. They weren't bad, but um, none of them really blew me away. But, I mean, Hendon Hooker's a guy that I feel like is at least a safety net. And I'm not trying to d- diminish that because I think there's a very real chance he'll be your starting quarterback. But a guy that's played a whole lot, he is experienced, he's a big-bodied guy, has a big arm, he can make all the throws. And uh, I think the coaching staff at least feels good about that comfort, knowing that they have a guy that knows the speed of the game. He is shifting from the ACC to the SEC, but he knows the speed of the game, and he's been there, done that. Um, Harrison Bailey kind of came in and got some run there towards late of last year. We remember all that. Um, he's still developing as a quarterback. He's still learning, and I think he'll continue to get better under Josh Heupel. And I think it's important to remember, too, this isn't you don't have to have a dual-threat quarterback to run this system. Again, Josh Heupel's coached all different types of quarterbacks, so if Harrison Bailey – is the guy this fall, the offense will adapt to Harrison Bailey. And that's one thing that Joey Halsey and, and Josh Heupel mentioned, you know, back when those guys got hired a couple of months ago. So Harrison Bailey will continue to get better. I would honestly peg him as probably third right now from what I've seen, which again is very limited. But again, that doesn't mean he's been bad. I think Brian Maurer kind of comes in there right at second. He is, we've seen a little bit of Brian Maurer. He's absolutely the flashiest guy. He's got the best intangibles, the best arm. He's athletic. He's got a quick release, but it's always highs and lows with Brian Maurer. And to play quarterback at this level, you've got to find that consistency. And so I think Brian Maurer's flashed all spring practice, but I think Hendon Hooker's probably been the most consistent, and Harrison Bailey's right there behind him as well. More with Eric Kane right after this. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We know football is over, college basketball is over, but we still got the NBA going on. NHL, if you're into the hockey scene, Bet Online has got you covered, even with award shows. We got the Oscars coming up, TV shows, reality TV, all kinds of prop bets you can get in on, real time updated odds on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has got you covered, all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets. And it is free to sign up. Head on over there. You can do so on your mobile device, your tablet, your uh, laptop, whatever you use to get on the internet. Head to betonline.ag and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N. Use the promo code Locked On. You will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit over at Bet Online. Bet Online, they are your online sportsbook experts. Hey, next week, April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey at the Locked On Podcast Network featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, Michael Lombardi, our local experts for every team making trades, picking the next stars of their team. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your home for all the sports podcast music and news that, you, that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y.
Continue our conversation with Eric Kane, host of uh, Locked on Vols. Uh, Eric, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the two other big sports at Tennessee because, uh, you know, look, there's a lot of excitement with the baseball team right now, but I want to talk a little bit on basketball real quick because, man, every day I feel like I've seen a different player from Tennessee has either declared for the draft or entering the transfer portal. Uh, is there any going to be any team left next year for, for Rick Barnes? That's a good question, man. I mean, I would say yes today, but I don't know about tomorrow. <laughs> um, there's a lot of coming and going. You have two assistants leave and go take head coaching opportunities, and and that's what you want. But again, they're you know very big parts of what Rick Barnes is doing here, and so Rick Barnes is having to you know hire guys to replace them on coaching staff. You have, of course, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, who were the freshmen last year that had so much ability that were continuing to learn and could obviously see they were the best players in terms of prospects on the team, but we're a long way away from being complete. But both of those guys are gone to the NBA draft. Eve Pons went ahead and made it official. He's declaring for the NBA draft. Of course, he was a four-year player. We're still waiting to see what John Fulkerson decides to do. But yeah, Corey Walker, a four-star freshman that never saw the court this year, dealt with some injuries. He enters the transfer portal wanting a fresh start somewhere else. So Drew Pember, a key reserve, Demonte Gaines, another key reserve into the transfer portal. You're right. It is um it's kind of like reloading here at Tennessee. You do bring in Kennedy Chandler, who is one of the best high school prospects in the country. You bring in another four star and Josiah Mayshack, a combo guard. You get Justin Powell from Auburn to help your shooting guard issues, and so I think that's gonna help. But Tennessee still needing to find a rim protector, still needing to find a front court player to help replace all that is lost in, in Eve Ponds and, and uh, Corey Walker's departure, as well as EJ Anasicki. So it's certainly a noted transition, but you do still have a lot of talent on this roster. The guys are getting older now, too. Josiah Jordan James, Santiago Vescovi, Victor Bailey Jr., all those guys are still here and still a very big part of this team. So it's not a complete rebuild, but certainly kind of a facelift for Tennessee basketball here the last couple of weeks. Eric, a uh, monster baseball series coming up this weekend, and it's funny. I've seen some quotes out there saying, you know, uh, I think uh, some of the coaches have said tickets are going for as much as $300 just to get into the door this weekend in Knoxville to see uh, top-ranked Vanderbilt coming in to take on the Vols. But talk about this Vols baseball team, because we knew they were going to be much better this year. You know, they were they were ranked, and a lot of people saying, okay, the Vols could be, you know, maybe middle of the pack, but I don't think anybody saw them doing this right out of the gates and, you know, winning, you know, every SEC series so far, sitting here at 9-3 and three in the conference. How impressed have you been by this Vols baseball team? Oh, man, very impressed. And I, I just wish that there were no COVID restrictions on fan attendance, because Lindsey Nelson Stadium, it's it's already going to be hype, but it would be out of control this weekend if they could pack that sucker out. But, uh, uh, you know, Tony Vitello, what he's done, and we've seen it building here in Knoxville. Of course, this is his fourth year on the job. His first year, immediate improvements all around the roster, and you saw it in the win-loss column, but you didn't really see it in the SEC because the SEC is so tough. Year two, you made it to the regionals. You saw improvement there. Year three, uh, the season got cut short as soon as they were starting SEC play, but the non-conference schedule, um, I don't think you lost a game. Maybe you lost one game in the non-conference, but off to an incredible start. And then you're here this year. And Tennessee, a top-five team in the country right now, when you can pitch, you're going to be in any game. You're going to be in any series. Tennessee, despite losing its best relief pitcher for the year, has starting pitchers, has great middle relief, and has some speed in the back end of that bullpen. And uh, Tony Vitello, a former pitching pitcher and a former pitching coach himself, has 
rebuilt this program on the arms and on pitchers. And so uh, I think that's where the biggest thing is for Tennessee because, uh, you know, a lot of times when the offense is struggling, pitching is what keeps them in the game. Now, top to bottom, the offense is, is pretty dynamite as well. you got, you know, Jake Rucker, an outfielder that's been, that's been killing it. Liam Spence has been at the top of that order uh, doing a lot of work as well. A preseason All-American, Connor Pavoloni in the backstop, off to a slow start, but he got going this weekend with his first home run. So up and down the order, there's not really an easy out, but pitching is what's carried this team, and, and certainly it's going to be up for the challenge against Vanderbilt. Now we said going into the Florida series last weekend, this is great, but now the this next two weekends against Florida and Vanderbilt, it's time to see if Tennessee is ready to take over that hump of the SEC to, to really prove that you are a top-five team in this conference. And so far, so good, but obviously Vanderbilt is going to be a tremendous challenge this weekend. It, it is, but, I mean, you mentioned the schedule. It's crazy to look down the road, and after this you get Texas A&M, Kentucky, and Missouri. All three of those teams have not really lived up to expectations, and I mean, if if the Vols can win two out of three this weekend, this thing might keep on rolling. And you're talking about, you know, possibly winning the SEC East this year, and that's unbelievable for a team just where expectations were. But you mentioned some of the names. I remember talking with some people before the season about some of the big arms coming into this year. You know, it starts with Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. Uh, you know, there was Jaden Hill at LSU. All these names, but. I remember somebody mentioning Chad Dallas, and they said, yeah, he's kind of like middle-of-the-pack type guy. He'll be okay, probably a 500-type hitter uh, or pitcher. And here he is, 5-0 and through uh, you know through conference play so far. Chad Dallas has been a, a Friday night starter and then some. Yeah, he's done a great job. And, I mean, he struggled at times, too, and, you know, first year in the league and just trying to figure out how to approach your starts, how to approach the lineups and everything. But I don't think Tennessee could ask for any more than what it's getting uh, out of Chad Dallas right now. You know, uh, was an undefeated record going into last series. And it's 4-0. and And, you know, Blake Tidwell as well is, is what he's been giving them as well. And so, you know, topping down the lineup in that, in, in that rotation, you know, just getting them into the fourth or into the fifth inning, especially for those young guys, because Tennessee can take the ball in the bullpen and run with it. You've got, you know, Heflin, you've got Sean Hunley, two guys that – have made careers here at Tennessee in, in long relief roles and spot starts. And so that's where the kind of the advantage is for Tennessee as well moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. You, Vanderbilt's got some of the best arms in the country, and I'm excited to see that on display this weekend. But Tennessee, again, because of the development, because of the recruiting of Tony Vitello, who's done a, a masterful job, Tennessee is trying to go toe-to-toe with all of them right now, and and I can't wait to see how that pans out against Vanderbilt this weekend. So, like, we just saw Kumar Rocker get get rocked this past weekend. Jack Leiter is near untouchable. Is the key to win Friday and Sunday <laughs> kind of like, eh, we're probably not going to win Saturday, but if we can win that Friday, Sunday, that's our best chance? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think that and you can you can almost stack the lineup, too. You don't see it often, but sometimes you see, you know, teams mix up their Friday, Saturday, and Sunday starters because – of situations like that. Tony Vitello doesn't usually do that, but, hey, this might be the chance to do that right there. But, you know, Leiter's unbelievable, of course, coming from a baseball family. And uh, Tennessee knows the challenge, and uh, they're going to be up for it. Trust me, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of um, I don't want to say cocky, but very confident baseball players in that dugout that are going to be a thrill for that challenge. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. They'll get uh, Western Carolina tonight and then uh, the big series against uh, Vanderbilt coming in this weekend. He is uh, Eric Kane, host of Locked on Vols. I guess let our listeners know what you got coming up on the uh, show this week. Yeah, so we got uh, we got Josh Ford Wednesday, former host of Locked on Vols. He joins us on Wednesday. Looking forward to that. We've got a former NFL Pittsburgh Steeler offensive lineman Ramon Foster of VFL. He'll be joining the show 
uh, later in the week, probably on Thursday. And then we will preview that Tennessee Vanderbilt baseball series coming up with John Wilkerson, voice of the balls, on Friday. So looking forward to that. And, of course, continued coverage at Tennessee football spring practice every day on Locked on Vols. Awesome. Great stuff, Eric. We'll, uh, we'll have to touch base again in a couple weeks right after the, uh, the spring game. Looking forward to it, man. All right. Thanks so much. It's Eric Kane there, locked, host of Locked on Vols. Does a, a tremendous job covering all things uh, Tennessee Volunteers. And, uh, man, it's, it's, there's a lot going on with Tennessee right now. Obviously, still in spring practice, so a lot to discuss there with the quarterback battle and all that. But, um, you know, the, the baseball team has been far and away, much I think, much better than a lot of us anticipated. And a monster weekend coming up this weekend, taking on Vanderbilt. We will continue to go around the SEC throughout the week, catch up with some of our favorite guests, covered all the different schools across the conference, and getting an update on spring practice as we count down to the spring games coming up here over the next couple weeks across the SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow here on Locked on SEC. Have a great day, everybody.